This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So Um, good. That's so good to hear. For anyone who's not in Melbourne and doesn't care about the trauma that we've been through recently, you'll be happy to know for us that we are now allowed more freedom. Hooray! I left my suburb for the first time in, I think, 70 days? Yeah. On Monday? I did as well. I went to see my sister and I cried. I know, I saw <laughs> that's so wholesome. I still haven't seen my oldest sister, which is a bit flog of me. So, no, I'm going to see my big sister next week. Other big sister is next door, so she doesn't count. And I got Pitta Pippo just then and I got mm. a Doc Pizza just then and nothing, nothing could break my stride. I actually made it to almost the start of the Eastern Freeway, pulled open the box to have a slice, realised they'd given me a green pizza with sausage <gasps> on it. No. I was like, you've given me the wrong pizza. Please put the pizza in now so I don't have to wait because I had ice cream in the car already. Uh, disaster. Zoomed back, got to park out the front. Popped in, they were like, oh, sorry, we had an Elisa and Elisa. And I'm like, God, easy mistake. We've all been there, particularly with the masks. Took it home, dripped oil all down my assembly, the label. No. But it's already (laughs) fucked as I've discussed. So I'm like, whatever, may as well just use it as a napkin. (laughs) And then I ordered two new flavors from Pitta Pippo. They had a blueberry and white chocolate swirl, which was fucking bomb. Wow, that's a flavor that makes my face screw up at the thought of it I don't like that well I know yeah I I feel like sometimes blueberry can be soapy but it was Mm. in no way soapy it was like jammy kind of it was delightful but not too sweet Mm -hmm. now spot on and cookies and cream like they never have cookies and cream so that was delicious refined fantabulous and then Nutella (laughs) swirl of course so I've had a great meal. I was, we were supposed to have salmon and rice and vegetables, but I was like, oh, "That's what I had for dinner." Was that your Marley spoon? Yes. Is it a good one? I think I had like it a was teriyaki sauce or something. Honey soy sauce. Yes. It was actually really yummy. Yeah, I was looking forward to it when it came at the start of the week, but I just needed to drive to Carlton. And then also today, haven't asked you anything about your week yet. <laughs> I drove to Kew, which is also outside of my freaking bubble, to pick up my prints and my painting. That I got framed, I think, in April. Yeah, it was a really long time. No, no, no. It must have been June. It was right before the second lockdown. You took them in. Yeah. And then by the time they were ready, they were like, you can come and get them now. And you were like, well, no, I can't, actually. They called me um, the Monday morning to say they were ready. And the Sunday, the day before, they announced the 5K rule. So I waited Mm. patiently. And I've picked those up today. And then I get a text last week saying tomorrow, as long as I'm in the garage or out in the alfresco or outside, that people can come and fit the rest of our shutters. Oh, how good. have been postponed since March. And also my castle delivery, which I ordered, I think, in March as well, is coming for a little um, side table thing in our bedroom. Oh, my goodness. You are living your best life this week. I know. Oh, and my couch that I ordered. So literally all of the stuff that I ordered on the Queen's birthday long weekend in March is finally coming because the painting was ordered then too, is finally coming now in October. So that's COVID for you. Wow. I mean, you know what's super weird about all of that is the fact that that period of time has gone so quickly that 
I don't know if it does to you because it's your things, but it doesn't feel like you ordered all that way back in March. Holy shit. Yeah, it's wild. It does and it doesn't. Like my my um oil light just came on in my car and Brenton was like, how long has it been since the service? And I was like, oh, not that long. And then I was like, oh, wait, time didn't pause while we've been trapped in our house. So probably like a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> no shit. I, I can't even drive my car. I wild. can't drive my car because the oil and the petrol is dead. Oh, well, that's um, Adrian turned it on on the weekend because I was like, can you go and grab something from the car? So he went out and like turned it on to just turn it over. Um, and the, it stank. And I was like, uh, the next time I drive that car is straight to get it serviced because last time I drove it back in June, <laughs> it, um, it stopped at the traffic lights and I had to restart it. And I was like, oh, you fucker. And I went to book it in then. And then Adrian yelled at me because I canceled the booking when we went into 5k oh, lockdown and I, I was that. like yeah and I was like but there's no point if I'm not going to drive it like for an indefinite period of time there's no point in getting it serviced now because I'm just going to continue to fuck it up so mm, that's true mm. so what about this when is you a perfect segue oh. what about when you go to <laughs> you go. shop do you take Adrian's car yeah we've been using one car oh. wow um perfect segue into Perfect segue into, I had three thoughts that I wanted to bring up at the start of this episode. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, three musings that have come into my mind over Mm -hmm. the last couple of days. The first one was around the fact that I I have realized that my anxiety around driving has resurfaced due to the fact that I haven't driven for so long. Uh, That wasn't good. Yeah. No. Back. Yep. Not so bad, but is anybody else feeling like they can't drive anymore? Because I feel like no one can drive on the road anymore. Do you know what? Interestingly, I've slid straight back into it, but I've always done a lot of driving. I mean, I'm not a good driver, but I've always done a lot of driving. Me too, though. But something about getting on the freeway yesterday, I was like, ooh, yeah, you hate memories. freeway drives, don't you? Whereas I love a freeway drive. I'm much more panicky on like little streets where like people dart out of the lights. Ugh. Um, the other thought was, can you believe it's been 10 years since Muck Up Day? Whoa. Today is our 10-year Muck Up Day reunion. How wild is that? Holy shit. I know. Wow. (laughs) I was looking through at old photos of me with so much eyeliner and no eyebrows and I thought, wow, I haven't changed that much in 10 years, have I? Oh, my God. I had long, long, long hair and a lot of fake tan. Yeah, and I was looking at like there was a big class photo of us all standing outside and I wasn't at the front so I was sort of looking through all of the heads to work out which one I was and then there was a person sort of with brown hair that was a little bit nondescript at the back but she had a lot of orange foundation on and I was like, that's got to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Spotted. Um, And the other thought that I had was a discussion I had with my sister yesterday around the fact that I was like, oh, I've definitely got a book in to get my hair trimmed. Like, you know, it's been however long since I last had a haircut. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to be the real hero of Melbourne and not book in to get my hair done because there are blondes with regrowth and people with greys that need to get their hair touched up more than I do. And my sister, who is blonde, packet blonde, said she thought the same thing about the people with greys. She thought I better let them go first. And then she was like, "Mm, nah, fuck it. 
I'll just book in my hair. (laughs) And I thought for all of the people out there who desperately don't need their Botox, who desperately don't need to get their hair done, this is our real time to sort of be the MVPs of Melbourne coming out of lockdown. That's so true. I'm the same. I haven't booked in for my hair. I have absolutely no rush to go get my hair done, to be honest. I'm holding on to every strand and Mm -hmm. I will let all of those people who desperately need it take my place. I mean, technically only one person can take it, but yeah. But we're the real heroes. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Yeah. What else are we not rushing to do? Tell you what people are rushing to do. Mm. When I was driving around Carlton, classic, public pools. What the fuck is wrong with people? I drove past two public pools in like 1K of each other, socially distanced lines out the front of both of them. I'm sorry, but public pools are disgusting. And also... If you're in the city, you are 25 kilometres to St Kilda Beach. Go to the fucking beach, you pleb. (laughs) Yeah, they're 25 kilometres from many beaches. I agree. And I just literally can't fathom the fact that people can't see their families, but you can swim in a cesspool of dirty water that other people have been in. I don't understand the microbiology behind that. None of the rules make sense. It's just what Dan Andrews decided. Let's be real. Gyms still aren't open, but people can go to cafes. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is wild. I sort of get gyms because there's a lot of sweat and there's a lot of bodily fluid. But, but you like, can clean your machines. It's very controlled. No, and like you not, can people, face people them. Just, people just won't. And, like, mm. you know, there's bits missed. I think, like, studios and stuff should be able to open because that's really easy to monitor. But you just you can't keep an eye on every single person and where every single bit of sweat drops. I think that that is a bit of a nightmare. But you also can't keep an eye on when people sweat in the fucking pool and then it just – and people pee in the pool and then it just – no, I no, no. Those people are sickos. Absolutely not. And the fact that you get in a public pool on a good day is also foul. <laughs> you absolute dirty fuckers. All right, Ms. I grew up with a pool and two beach houses. Pipe down. <laughs> I grew up with a pool and one beach house. Thank you. Sorry, my mistake. Now you have to. I'm so okay. privileged. I'm so sorry. Okay, fine. <laughs> Take your public pool and your dirty band-aids and enjoy it. <laughs> All right, let's move into news. Okay. Uh, that's the tea on that. Uh, you can kick us off. Glossier has launched new body care. So they've added to their existing body hero line. Yep. What products have they launched? Oh, my goodness. I saw a body oil, an exfoliating bar, uh, the dry oil. Oh, that's the dry oil mist, I believe. Um, And then there's just the body hero moisturizer. Is that all that there was? And they have the body wash as well, I believe. Uh, uh Uh-huh. So two already existing products and then the new exfoliating bar and the dry body oil. Yep. The images for these are so enticing. It's like got like a juicy orange with like rustic mm. leaves coming out of it. And I don't know, the way they shot that stuff made me really want to buy it. <laughs> Isn't that just the same with everything that Glossier does? Let's be real. Yeah, to be fair. And I have Body Hero and I do love the smell of it. And then the second thing that they've done is they've collabed with the Women's NBA with this launch. And I just think it couldn't be more perfect because it's Body Hero and they're talking about like strong, athletic, like superhuman women. 
that mm. are outside of the normal like beauty slash model slash influencer that would be used for a beauty campaign. Yep. And they've also gone and got people that are outside of the typical Glossier, like cool girl, laid back, New York, Parisian chic vibe. Yeah. But it also goes perfectly because they're like simple girls that aren't overly femme but still want to take care of themselves. And like it's it's the perfect collab like because I'm like, oh, that's kind of like my sister, like really sporty, not super into products but would probably like a simple range like Glossier. So perfect. Mm. And then they've gone and chosen a sport like basketball that has a really like strong African-American percentage that's a weird way of putting it but like they've Mm -hmm. got a really diverse group of girls modeling all of the products too I just think that they couldn't have done better and they probably really need this right now because everything has not been going Glossier's way at the moment I totally agree. And the WNBA said that our athletes, they said athletes, we aren't necessarily the standard of beauty, but if I can embrace my body and tell you that I'm beautiful, then that means that I'm a body hero and you're a body hero. And I was like, oh, and I love the little shot that they did where they were like, I've always been taller than everyone. I've always been bigger than everyone, but like, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. And I think the product line is simple and delightful and I love the smell. I'm very excited by it. I want that drier body oil. Same. So do I so much. And I think that they've done diversification in a really real natural way. And I think you've touched on that already, but I just wanted to back up that point. For sure. Also, did you see that the exfoliating body bar, I mean, not my thing. I hate anything that resembles soap. It freaks me out. Mm -hmm. It touches, it touches bits and you can't untouch those bits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't like soap. Anyway, it's got a little divot in the body exfoliating bar that holds enough of like one pump of the body lotion for you to put in and then lather all over yourself, which is so cool if you aren't phobic of it touching bits like me. Oh, yeah, I see. And it's an exfoliating body bar because it's got a bamboo powder in it, which is the gritty bits, I guess, that would be exfoliating. Yeah. The thing that I find a little bit strange about the launch is the timing. I do think that I'm not sure what the basketball season is like, so maybe this is perfectly aligned with like the beginning of the women's NBA or maybe it's the end of the season. I have no clue. The end of the NBA just ended the conference. But Does that mean know. that the women's are about to start? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like Brenton. <laughs> Actually, two seconds. The season just finished. It doesn't normally align with the men's NBA, but this year it did because of the bubble. Ah, that's interesting. I wondered whether it it was a launch that was meant to be out for summer and whether COVID pushed it back because I feel like body care is something that I don't usually associate with the brand bringing out in winter. I wonder whether originally this campaign was going to be more like glowy skin or whether it was always planned for this time. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, Next on our beauty news list is Desi Perkins' baby. Okay, so you messaged me saying that Desi had her baby, but I have, I've deliberately not looked at anything. What information do we know? Oh my goodness. It's sad that you haven't looked because there's literally nothing that we know other than that she gave birth. She said that she had, I think the fans of who are lurking her have deduced that she had, or maybe she said on her Instagram stories, like two days worth of pre-labor contractions. And then she was in the hospital, uh, like, you know, 
17 hours ago ish and said that she was now in hospital and then we got an Instagram story photo of just it was the bottom half of her face and a tiny weeny little baby hand um and it said my whole world yeah it was yeah 18 cry 18 hours ago that she was in hospital and did a little story. She's got her brows on everybody. She snatched her brows for labor, of course. Uh, And then, yeah, little tiny, little tiny baby hand. And Stephen's posted it and um, Katie has posted it. And, yeah, everyone is, I don't know, we're just waiting to find out what his name is. So I'm sure by the time this episode is up on Monday, we'll know what his name is. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. She says as she yawns. I can't, I can't stop. I'm so excited. I don't know why. I feel like I've really connected emotionally with Desi during this journey. <laughs> Do you know what's also a bit fucked? Is that what? we were in lockdown when Desi announced that she was pregnant and now Desi's mm. had a baby and we're still in lockdown. Oh, I know. This is like the exact same as my friend Ella who had her baby. We found out via Zoom, via FaceTime back in March because she was scared to come to dinner. Not scared, but she was concerned about coming to dinner because COVID had just started to break out in Melbourne and she was like, it seems too risky. And then she gave birth whilst we were still in lockdown. What a waste of time. That's why I just want to go and move to the ocean. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. I can't tell you the urge that I had to dive in fully clothed to the freezing cold ocean because it was just like I hadn't been able to and now I wanted to be like, fuck you. Did you do it? No, because I didn't have any change of clothes and I had a 27-minute drive home and I knew that I would be (laughs) absolutely freezing. And the beach was, like, relatively populated. Like, people would have been like, why is she doing that fully clothed? But I didn't know what to do. Like, I was in tights, so I wouldn't have been able to take Mm. them off. If I was in bike shorts, I would have just gone in in my bra and bike shorts, but I couldn't, like, peel my tights off in public. How awkward. No, and also you wouldn't be able to put the tights back on once you were done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, okay, maybe next time I will wear bathers underneath. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like, I think you need to live close to the beach to, like, take a quick dip in the freezing ocean and then go home. Like, it just doesn't seem logical for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. You also have on our news list this week an Aesop candle. Yes, we didn't discuss it last week. So Aesop launched their first candle, which is kind of weird. Like, Oh, I, I could have sworn they had candles already. Well, I don't think they do. No, they probably didn't if you brought it to us as beauty news. I trust you. <laughs> Either they have and they've been smaller and less expensive or they haven't had them before, but they launched mm. the Super Luxe candle. It's $135 and everyone's talking about it because they're like, Aesop's $135 candle and everyone's just like, Oh, I see. It's a range of $135 candles. They're the aromatique candles. Yeah, so I've done the maths. They've got about 65 hours burn time. So Mm -hmm. $135, about $0.03 a minute is what you're paying, which I don't think is that bad when you break it down like that. Mm, I personally... One day we'll do it as a test. I personally don't think that a candle's burn time is ever as long as it says that it is because I would burn a candle for, what, three hours a time, which would equate to, fuck my maths, that's 21 burns. I don't know. I don't reckon I would do that many. Do you? I don't know. I've never really thought about it that deep, although I have reflected on the fact that my Diptyque outdoor candle really Mm. has been burnt for many, many hours. Yeah, that has lasted a long time, but that's a very, very big candle. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, like, do you think that you get better burn time the bigger they are? Well, if I was scientific, which you are, you would think that because it has greater surface area all across the top and more wicks that more it might burn faster. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm not sure, though. I'd have to report back or ask a candle scientist on that. Yeah, I wonder where we can find one of those. Interesting. If anyone knows a candle scientist, please put us in touch. We'll have them on for a mini app. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, like an engineer of flame. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. My last piece of beauty news is that Mac have announced their third ever global brand ambassador. Did you hear? No. She's the world's biggest K-pop star on Instagram. She's got over 40 million followers. Her name is Lisa, a.k.a. Lalisa Minoble. And she is, yeah, Mac's new global brand ambassador. That's all I have to say about it, really. Who were the other ones? Like, I don't I don't remember that being a thing. Mm, that's a great question. Interestingly, none of these articles reference the old ambassadors. So what's her job as ambassador? I don't really get it. She's just the global face of Mac okay. rather than like the, you know, country-based face of Mac, I guess. Do we have country face, face, oh, faced faces of Mac? No, but they do do, 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 do. Local, <laughs> they do local campaigns with Mac. They're not always national or global things, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, cool, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to hear and probably didn't need to hear. (laughs) I just think it's a big deal. Like they've picked a K-pop star to be the face of Mac. And I just found it to be an interesting by Mac. Not surprising, but, you know, I just thought it was worth noting. Yeah. Sue me. No, that's fine. (laughs) It's not like an American or like Canadian person. It's good. All right. (laughs) Shall we move on to our product trial? Yeah, let's. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. (laughs) This week we tried upon fabulous recommendation from our good friend, Miss Hirons. Dear friend, listener of the pod. (laughs) Skincare and beauty advisor to Lisa and I personally. uh, We purchased the Mother Dirt AO Plus Mist for face and body. It's a biome friendly bacteria mist. That is meant to help rebalance your skin microbiome. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel about said mist? So let me start by saying Ms. Hirons has worked with the brand, but has said in a number of her empties and favorites videos that this product is one of her favorites. And it's meant to, obviously by helping rebalance the microbiome, it's doing a lot of things that probiotic brands say that they do in that it's helping to deal with acne, redness, inflammation. Um, It can help with dryness. And one of the biggest claims for this is that basically, I don't want to butcher this, but it's basically like a natural cleanser, I guess, from all of the the reviews that I've read. By balancing the body, it's helping to balance the bad bacteria. So the founder didn't shower for like months just to prove a point when he invented this or when this product um, launched because he was like, I just spray this under my armpits. I spray this in my hair. I spray this on my bits and I'm clean. Mm. Mm. And yeah, the reviews online really speak to the claims of this improving people's acne. So tell me what you thought about this. Okay. So I was excited by this because I love probiotics. 
But every time I say that, we also have to keep in mind that I am not particularly prone to sensitivity on my face or acne at this stage. God, I would love to try it when I have my fucked up face. So I thought, yes, I'll try it. And I also bought one for Brenton's sister, Abby, who Mm -hmm. is eczema prone and was working on a COVID ward at the time as a nurse. So was literally covered head to toe in eczema from wearing PPE, which caused her to sweat and get sticky and she's already eczema prone. And then she she was literally covered and she was like, I'll try anything. Of course, let's try it. So you, me and Abby have all tried it from different perspectives. I thought it's cool to have because it's a keep in the fridge kind of product. You can leave it at room temperature, but if you do it only lasts four weeks. But I liked the idea that you had to keep it in the fridge because I was like, cool. It's actually got proper live bacteria versus just like your standard shelf-stable lactobacillus that you see in a lot of things. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, just good to have around as like a first aid kit kind of product, even if it doesn't do any wonders for my skin. Yeah. The only issue I found, which is a big issue, is that because I'm keeping it in my fridge, I don't go to use it at skincare time. So we've gone to use this as a product of the week for a couple of weeks now, but neither of us have used it enough times because we kept forgetting to use it because it was in the fridge. However, if I was having some sort of sore, itchy face, I would actively go to the fridge and spritz it because I'd be thinking about it. So I'd seek it out. So I don't think that mm. that's like a huge thing. You know, if you're actively needing it, you'd probably use it. So yeah, that's one thing to note. The second thing, of course, to note is that I don't really need it on my face. But I really don't know if this is coincidence or not. But we've all heard about my scabby hips. I spray this on my scabby hips twice and I haven't had scabby hips since. And it's been weeks. Hmm. Like weeks without I'm trying them. to think of what else might have contributed to that. But yep. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, what? And Less hot showers? I don't know. No, still have them scalding hot. If you don't come out purple, you ain't doing it right. So maybe it helped. And I actually really like that I keep it in the fridge because it is so refreshing I thought it would be like a gross cold jolty experience but it's actually very Mm. refreshing and yeah I've used it I used it on my pits I don't know if I massively noticed anything huge but I am a bit blown away by the hip thing anyway I asked Abby what do you think her main takeaway was I don't think it's a product that when I finish I'll rush to repurchase but I think after a few weeks I'll notice changes and then I'll need to rebuy it So did it help with her eczema? Yes. It's hard to know because obviously like how do you know? Like her her ward then flipped to not COVID so she didn't have to do as much. And then how do you you know how bad it's going to be without it? You know, tricky. But yes, she thinks it was helping with her eczema. And she's also said that her mask knee, she's been using it on her face. And although she's got a little bit of mask knee, she reckons it's the bare minimum. Like it's like keeping it at bay. Like she's got little pimples as opposed to big, deep, cystic, bad ones. So she really does think that it's helping in terms of acne and, yeah, keeping things at bay. She was missing it on her hands and face. So I think I would attest to it helping like acne and sort of scabby, scabby, itchy, scaly bits. Like I think it really does help with that barrier massively and sort of calm inflammation that is good to know what do you think I use mine consistently since it arrived so I would say I've used it for four to six weeks every Mm -hmm. single day twice a day wow okay wow good on you I thought you I thought you were forgetting to use it that's just my 
I've forgotten a couple of times, but it says that you, the reason I wanted to hold off on reviewing it is because it says that you need a good four weeks to really start to notice the difference with it, um, okay. which is why I wanted to wait. Well, then, um, then surely my hips is a coincidence, but also surely it's not. Keep going. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, to be honest, I don't actually have a lot to say about this because I don't really feel like it did a lot. I have to be honest. I haven't had any rash issues for it to clear up. So that is null and void. Um, I don't have like, I don't have problems with eczema and things like that. The one thing that I was using this for is the fact that I've had folliculitis pretty consistently for like four months, I would say under my arms and like kind of in the bits where you get a bit sweaty. So like in between my boobs, under my boobs, like where my bra sits, Mm -hmm. um, my neck, my butt, like the whole shebang. And I was really excited to give this a go because I figured that the folliculitis was probably a bacterial thing. Um, but it has not helped with that and it never claimed to help with folliculitis. (laughs) Let's just say that, but I have used it under my arms every day for four, four weeks at least, um, morning and night. And I would definitely say that it does not replace deodorant (laughs) at all. I still stink when I don't wear deodorant and yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I really do think yeah. and stand by Abby's claim in it. I feel like it won't seem like it's doing anything. And then one day when you stop, you'll notice the difference. Or one day you'll have something weird and you'll use it and you'll be like, oh, my God, that was useful. Like I think it's something good to have on hand. And mm. at the moment I'm sort of neutral towards it. But I can Same. see it saving my life one day. I also had um, blisters on my hands from playing tennis Mm. And I was spraying it on it because they were actually really sore. Like, the, you know when the edges of your blisters kind of rip up and, like, the open skin there and it really fucking stings? Yeah. I'm spraying on my blisters. And I actually feel like it really helped them to heal fast. Or maybe my blisters just healed miraculously fast. How the hell do you know? And that's exactly it. How do you know? And I agree. I don't think that I see any miraculous claims about this at the moment. Like, I don't feel like my skin looks significantly brighter or significantly blemish-free or anything like that. But maybe in a couple of weeks' time, if this runs out soon, I will notice and I'll be sad. Who knows? I am glad that I opted to keep it in the fridge rather than out of the fridge so that I can just have it like you would have Dettol or Band-Aids. You know, just have it on hand. Oh, same. I agree. If I had kept this out of the fridge, I wouldn't have even gone through it in the time that I've had it in four weeks. Like it wouldn't have been possible. So definitely keep it in the fridge. Yeah, for sure. I wish you had your perioral dermatitis. I would have liked for you to try it on that. Maybe this cleared that up. Who knows? We we just don't know. We need someone else who thinks I know I wish Adrian got an acute breakout of his eczema so I could have yes. could have tried it but nothing has happened <laughs> we haven't been anywhere there's no reason to have an irritation <laughs> any listeners that are tempted by the sound of this and think they have an ailment that could work well with this yeah let us know it. if you buy it and yeah try it properly because I think it's one of those things where it's really hard to know but if a couple of people provide feedback you know it <laughs> might like give me a better sample size and I'll feel a better generalization about it yeah the jury's out for now oh and for anyone who was wondering the spritzer the packaging is not 
Lux. But the spritzer on it produces a really lovely fine mist. It definitely doesn't like spurt you in the face. Um, and also, I mean, it's lasted a really long time and the price point was around, what do we think it was, about $65? Or was, was it, it like oh, 100 No, no, no. I think it was like between 60 and 70 bucks. I think, which in hindsight is kind of expensive for something that we have deemed null and void. But yeah, I it was like it was seventy dollars. I have faith in it. Mm. It was seventy bucks. If Har- if Hiron says it's good, then it must be good. We're just not sure how it's good yet. <laughs> we'll confirm at a later date. I reckon it's like the Liberty Bell Retinol, where we were like, I think it's really good, but also I don't know yet. And now months down the line, we're like, holy shit, everyone needs to buy this. Yeah, true. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. These products are so good. What is your beauty fave? My beauty fave this week is the Ulla Hendrickson Fat Glow Facial. Mm-hmm. It's such a good product. It is. Uh, I can't believe that can hardly be your like weekly fave. That's your always fave. Well, I'll it's. Let you, I'll let you have it. I used it twice this week, so I feel like it's extra favey. Okay. Um, I also put it on Adrian and then and I made him put it on me and he was truly loving the fact that when you rub it, it goes white. He was like, oh, this is fun and was like rubbing my face with his fingers. Like, you know how men are so unco in applying products on other people? Yeah. Yeah. He was like putting his giant finger nubs on my head and like pushing them around trying to make it go white. <laughs> oh, um, it would have not been a relaxing experience. It wasn't, but it was kind of funny and cute in a way because I was like, oh, how precious. He's trying really hard to make it white everywhere. <laughs> He's like, do you want me to put it over your lips? I was like, uh, absolutely not. Thank you. It's a great mask. If you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's exfoliating PHAs and it's got niacinamide in it. It makes you not look too red after you've used an exfoliating mask and it's just great and it smells like candy. It is great and you will find out in next week's, no, this week, whatever, the mini app in our haul that I bought it because I've tried Alex's and I loved it. And I've, I've also bought it on her recommendation. There you go. What's your beauty fave this week? My beauty fave is the Sally Hansen instant cuticle remover. Ah, I'm very interested to hear the ins and outs of this. Please do tell us more. So this recommendation is from the Anna edit. We all know I love the Anna edit. Uh, She's used it for years and she always says that it like, really eats away your cuticles and 
I was in the mood for eating away my cuticles because <laughs> my hands have just been foul. I have like really overgrown, really dry cuticles. And then I get lots of like kind of hang nails slash hang cuticles. Ugh, they've just been yep. foul. My feet were foul. I was just foul. So I did a big haul, which you'll find out about at a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like oh, revolutionary. So it's a sort of gel and the, it comes with a little pointed tip I don't know it's just like a applicator I don't know it's hard to explain like an eyedropper but like yes yes, thank you yep like eye drops and you put it along your nail bed cuticle bed whatever and it says to leave for 15 seconds Mm, I left it for like 30 to 45 at least Mm -hmm. oh wash excess thoroughly with warm soapy water no I did do that uh because it does say on there that something about making you blind if it gets in your eyes and I thought whoa I thought if it can make me blind, it's definitely going to do great things to my cuticles. And it <laughs> did. I could push them back really well because I feel like my my cuticles, they're quite like strong and dry. So they're really hard to like push back. So I pushed them all back. I got out a little cuticle trimmer and I like cut out all the excess. And then they're still looking good. It's been a full week since I did them. So is it like an AHA and it makes your cuticles, like the dry skin sort of disappear, it breaks down the bonds and they all fall off? I mean, I don't think it's as sophisticated as an AHA. I think it's just like fucking bleach or some shit, but it's, it's awesome. Uh, Just wash your hands thoroughly after, but it, it just makes them go really soggy. So you can kind of push them away to the point that they like flake off and you can cut off any excess, but it gave me like beautiful round nail beds. Also fun fact, and I wish I'd known this because I'd, cut off all of my foot skin prior to using this Mm. but um it says that you can apply it to calluses and it will also eat them wow I'm truly impressed by this do you can you read the ingredient on that is there an ingredient list uh there might have been on the box but I threw the box out I've only got the packaging but I probably don't want to know it's probably just like formaldehyde and like did you say it was Sally Hansen yeah it's just really good and if you want to give yourself a nice at-home petty uh, and Manny. It's great. I had been having chats with a girl I went to school with about how gross my cuticles were and she w- she kept linking me all these, like, cuticle porn, <laughs> like, really good <laughs> manicures, being like, oh, God, those nail beds. And then I sent her my nail beds after I used it and she was like, holy shit, where did you get it? And I said, Priceline. She couldn't find it online. Literally under 12 hours later, she was like, my local Priceline had click and collect. I went and got it and she did hers and they looked great. We're all happy. We've all got gorgeous cuticles. Like take a photo of my hands anytime you want. Oh, okay. I need to buy it. You've definitely sold me. I've looked at the ingredients online and that's potassium hydroxide is the main poison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> followed by butylene glycol ac- acrylates. Lots of acrylates. I don't know what they are. Who so cares? Don't stress too much about them. Wash your hands thoroughly. So good. I felt like a new woman. And then I just did a little nail cube and like buffed out any ridges. And I've just got natural nails. But when your cuticles aren't foul, your natural nails don't look shit. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. It's 20 bucks and now you've sold it to me. Thank you Yeah, so I think much. it was on sale when I bought it too, potentially. Winner. <laughs> good one. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's next? Let's discuss our snack. No, non-beauty fave. <sighs> so okay. much to discuss. 
Oh, really? Mine on Beauty Fave, I was really struggling to think of what it was, but then I remembered, is Three Birds Renovations. For people that don't know, Three Birds Renos, they've got an Instagram and they have a YouTube channel and it's three gals that do renovations together. If you like the block, you'll love this. Uh, They're based in Sydney. Some of the stuff is a bit samey-samey, but, like, I really like what they do. It's great fun to watch. And they've got a new season at the moment. It's in week two, and I love how it's looking. Yeah, the the good thing about them is that they teach you how to renovate. They're not just the type of renovation Instagram account that you follow that does a renovation and just shows you the afters, and you're like, wow, that's beautiful, but how did you do it? I feel like they provide good practical tips, and they also tell you, like, the colours of things that they're doing, like the colours that they'll paint the walls or, like, where they got their handles and knobs from and shit like that and it's the stuff that I feel like a lot of I don't want to call them pretentious but a lot of like uh, home renovation people won't say where they got things from because they want it to be their little secret or they'll say it because they're working in partnership with someone else and I feel like three birds do a good job of not flogging everything that they promote. That's so true and I do also feel like a lot of home reno accounts they use the same stuff for a lot of things and that's why they don't want to share it. Whereas like yeah. on Bluebird, they're like, oh, we always use this. So they're like, if you want to paint your roof, this is the safest color to do, like do this. I don't know. Yeah. And they were talking about like, as soon as we change the the window trimmings in this house, it's going to take years off it. And I was like, oh my God, I would never think to like make, I think they said to make the windows thicker. It makes it look more luxe. And it did. And I was like, oh, I would have never thought of that. And it just blew my brains. And I think if you're, if you're in a position to renovate, I've got a new house. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I want to knock it down and start again. <laughs> it's like it really gives you the renovation bug. Like when I'm driving through the streets, I'm like, oh, how can I change that facade? I know. It's fun. I love renovations. I probably. I'm going to come over and you're going to have like a weatherboard house. <laughs> Your modern oh house is going to be weatherboarded. <laughs> I want to clad everything. That's yeah. why I keep trying to do clad feature walls. Every season of Three Birds, I want to clad a random wall. And you're like, you don't need to clad it. And I'm like, I really want to, though. <laughs> What's your fave? Uh, my One of my faves this week is my new totem pole that I bought for my Monstera. It oh. is growing out of control and I had nowhere to hang it anymore. It wouldn't. It grows very vertically, which is weird. I know they're meant to drape, but mine just wants to go straight up. And so I thought, if you want to go straight up, buddy, I'm going to buy you a fucking totem pole and you can go around and around and around and around and around until your heart's content. And it smells yummy like coconut husk. Weird. And the texture freaks me out. I don't like it. It's not hairy feeling at all. It doesn't. It feels like a. It feels like a fresh tennis ball out of a can. Oh. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. Does it? I hate the smell of a fresh tennis ball, but you just it doesn't. It doesn't smell like the fresh tennis Isn't ball. Isn't that like a distinct smell? The smell yeah. of a fresh tennis ball. It's like spew mixed with rubber. Busted. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, anyway, it's great and my plant is very much happier and I actually haven't Googled or YouTubed what I'm supposed to do with the totem pole. After I put it in, I read and like twisted my plant around it. I read that you were meant to soak it first and I was like, fuck. So then I sat there with like a spray bottle for an hour <laughs> spraying the pole to make it damp. Oh, and I was like, oh dear. So anyway, if you've got a very long Monstera, please buy yourself a totem pole. It was like 20 bucks from Amazon. Worth the investment. It looks much happier now. And my other non-beauty fave this week is US Survivor. What season? I'm going back. 
I'm on season, I'm watching season 37. I'm going back through the archives and this is the season where Nick wins. Um, mm-hmm. Oops, sorry, spoiler oh, alert if you haven't he watched. In, from... He was in winners <laughs> versus something. So like, sorry, but. Winner I'm takes all. Spoiler. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was in the most recent one. So anyway, it's really great. It's in fact such a good such a good season of Survivor. I'm thoroughly enjoying it because I felt that at winner takes all, it got a bit fast and loose and they were throwing in new things and all this sort of stuff. And and this season feels really traditional Survivor. Mm. It's good. Let's pick the next season. We'll watch it together. That sounds like a great idea. Anyone else want to listen and watch Survivor with us for the next season? Just yeah. let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Viewing party. Oh, my God. You know how some like classy podcasts have a book club? We can have Survivor viewing parties. Oh, my God. I would actually love that. I'd love that too. It'll just be you, me, and Jackie Alexander. And <laughs> great. And Jacinta Hoffman. Yay. Shout out to Jacinta. Shout out to our Survivor listeners. There's only four of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, there's one more. There's one more. Uh, Iro. 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 Iro Trimmer. Iro Trimmer. It can't be Iro. Yeah. It's got to be Iro, right? Tell us. Anyway, just go <laughs> forever. Um. Now that we've officially pleased our four Survivor listeners, what is your snack of the week? Just took it to my veins! My snack of the week this week is the proper crisps chips in the paprika flavour. Is that... We mentioned that brand before? I don't think I have. In fact, I think Lauren might have brought it to us once, maybe. Mm. Uh, The paprika flavour tastes delightfully like a barbecue chip and if you are low FODMAP you will know that barbecue chips without onion or garlic are literally impossible to find oh my god barbecue chips are the maker of hot farts yeah oh don't even talk to me about I've eaten two bags in the last week and anyway uh (laughs) so yeah the proper crisps brand of chips is perfect for all of our low FODMAP friends out there because the only ingredient in it other than like potatoes and oil is um uh, paprika and they're delicious so anyway that was my second week What's sorry yours? I didn't mean to not respond I did the world's longest yawn um I can attest to the fact that they're very fucking crispy because Alex was eating them when we joined the podcast and it was like shaking the walls in here it was so loud <laughs> they're so crispy and oh, I'm salivating just thinking about it oh my god Everyone buy them. They're like $5 bags of chips, so they're not cheap, but God, they're worth it. Mm. What's your snack of the week? My snack of the week, I've got a brief shout out to homemade scones, which I made on the weekend. I saw that, you weirdo. Scones don't do it for me at all. You know me. I see something, I want to eat it. I see it, I want it, I eat it, I got it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, yeah, I'm very influenced by visually what I see. And my friend Meg posted multiple photos of scones because it was her birthday and she had scones multiple times. And I was like, fuck, I want a scone. Mm. So I made them. I've actually never made scones before, which is a weird thing. I feel like they're kind of like something you learn to make in school. But I don't. A sensory nightmare. You have to rub the butter into the flour. So, you know me. Dry and wet when they combine. I don't like it. It's like licking a wooden stick. I don't appreciate it. I had goosebumps and Brenton was like, why are your shoulders up so high? Why are you so tense? And I was like, I'm trying not to gag because I was rubbing this butter into the flour. It was so fucked up. But once I got through it, 
Um, they're relatively easy to make and oh, they're just so wholesome. Did you add the soda water to them? I didn't do that. I did a, the BBC good food recipe, which was like so basic. They're great. Gluten-free? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. You're fast and loose, girl. Dude, I've been so fast and loose this week and it ended with a huge... This week? Yeah, it's been forever, but it ended with a huge spew, so it's not, not going well. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. I've got three snacks. Oh, no. Because... Oh, God. Sorry. The other one is the Whitaker's Chocolate Bar, which was a fun. Uh. My mum dropped this at the door and was like, try this. It is the Whitaker's Milk Chocolate and... In a block. In a block. Marlboro Sea Salt and Caramel Brittle Milk Chocolate. Yum. It's so yummy, crispy, delightful. You'd really like it. It's the kind of like crunchy salted caramel that I can tell that you would enjoy. I would enjoy that. And then... My last favourite is very tummy friendly. You know Kez, Kez's Kitchen, the one that does all the gluten-free baking I do. Bits? Yep. They do a gluten-free, low FODMAP, vegan Kingston biscuit. Ooh. Really Ooh. good. Really good. The texture of the biscuit's pretty spot on. The texture of the cream on the inside is different to a Kingston, but yeah. the overall vibe of it is very Kingston-y. I had two yesterday. I was really craving like a dirty dessert and I just couldn't be bothered and I found them. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot I bought these. And they really hit the spot. I love a Kingston. Would you say they're the best Arnott's biscuit? A Kingston's the one that have the two biscuits with the red around it and the cream inside. Red around it? Are you thinking of Monte Carlo? Oh, I'm thinking of Monte Carlo. Yes, a Kingston is the friggin' best. The ones with the the chocolate inside. Yes, like the chocolate cream and then like Mm. a more brownie kind of Anzac-y biscuit. Yeah, they are delightful they're the first ones that anyone should ever pick from an Arnott's assorted favorite yeah I would go a Kingston and then I'd go a Monte Carlo and Mm. then pretty much I don't know what even's left maybe like an orange cream or whatever those kind of oh would you I'd go the Oreo looking one after the Kingston before the Monte Carlo I can't even think what's in a family pack in the family packs do they have or do they have like a scotch finger yeah, they've got those weird scotch fingers with the with the white cream inside it. No, that, a scotch finger doesn't have any filling. Scotch it looks finger... like it looks like a scotch finger, but it's not a scotch finger. Oh, it's more... oh, it's more of like a. It's like a it's biscuit. like a shortbread. Yeah. Yep, uh, I know what you're talking about. Le- no, mm-hmm. I would do a chocolate dipped scotch finger, and then I'd still do a normal chocolate uh, a normal scotch finger. Also, do they have teddy bear biscuits and that kind of thing? Because I'd do a teddy bear biscuit. No, not in the one that has the creams inside, but the family assorted favourite, the one that you would find at your local RSL club at the stop off when you need to revive, survive, drive, mm-hmm. driver, survivor, reviver, whatever it is. That's where you'd find your family assorted and they don't have any creams inside, but you'd get your chocolate ripple biscuit and you'd get your teddy bear biscuit and your, ne- your niece or your nice and you'd get your scotch finger in that one. Yeah, okay, that's probably what I would prefer. I'm going to go out there and say that chocolate ripple might be one of my last choices. <gasps> my fact, mother used to make the best chocolate ripple cake. I'm sorry. What I'm about to say might be hugely offensive, but what do you mean your mother made the, quote, best chocolate ripple cake? There is nothing fucking skillful about pouring cream and making soft <laughs> into a fucking cake that is foul that is not cooking it's not a dessert it's a fucking mistake and <laughs> you 
it's disgusting. I completely disagree with you and I think the chocolate ripple cake is one of the MVPs of the dessert world. I think that I'm in the minority here because I know that a chocolate ripple biscuit cake, what are they called, chocky ripple cake, I don't know what they are, mm. is mm. like an iconic Australian dessert. Grate a bit of cherry ripe on top of it oh, and your uncle. That's gourmet. You just made it worse. I'd rather eat a Viennetta, like legit. Oh, my God. We used to get Viennettas for dessert all the time as well. Hit me up in our DMs if you agree that a chalky ripple cake is a monstrosity. Thank you very much for listening to my TED Talk. I think this wraps our episode up. Thank you for listening. Oh, she's just seeing us out, everybody. <laughs> Lisa's dropped the mic. Catch you later all. I have. I have. I can't think about it anymore. We'll catch you on Wednesday. It'll be our last mini episode because, fingers crossed, we are easing into a COVID-safe world. But yep. we'll probably be back to some double eps closer to Christmas with gift guides, etc. So you won't have too long without us in your ears twice. It's true. If you like this week's episode, please rate and review us or chuck us a follow on wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can review us on the Apple Podcasts app if you've got an iPhone, please. And thank you. It makes such a world of difference to people finding us. Yeah. Catch you later. Okay. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.